I'm Ellen Murray from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Kira from Katona, New York. I'm Jen from Oakland. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. My guests on the program are Charlene Yee and Nick Jasinovic. They are the star and director, respectively, of the new film Paper Heart, which is a look at what love is through the lens of uh, documentary and faux documentary without much of a line in between them. Um, uh, Nick, Charlene, welcome to The Sound of Young America. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having us, Jesse. Thanks for having us. Um, <laughs> so how did the two of you conceive of this movie? What was the kernel? Uh, Nick just pointed to me. I always point That's at called her. a throw. In broadcasting, <laughs> he threw to you. Wow, I caught it. Um, <laughs> no, not yet. we got to wait and see. Oh, wait. We'll see. How we'll see if I you deliver. fumble or not. Um, well, originally it was inspired because I, um, I had doubts myself about love and was so uncertain about it. And, um, well, let, let me stop you there. When you say questioning love and uncertain about love, I think what people are imagining are, you know, you're, you're a young lady or 23, 24 years old. Um, Both are, of those. people are imagining great, <laughs> excellent. Um, people are imagining that you had fallen in love. You had a high school boyfriend who broke your heart. And that led you to question love. Nope. <laughs> but, but you're really talking about questioning love. romantic love existing at all, being a thing, not believing in it. Yeah. And I think more for yourself think, than for, yeah, I think for other people, I she. Think, yeah, personally, I don't think I was like, that's not real. That's not real. You know? <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. I don't believe you. <laughs> Sorry. You can't prove me wrong. I know what I believe and <laughs> I choose to believe it. Um, it was, I think it was more like, I was like 18 and just out of school and I went to college for a bit but dropped out and you know I perform a lot and most of the people I hang out with are older like 40 or or older than that and a lot of them are single and I was like oh you know like I wonder if that's gonna happen to me (laughs) and I think around that time I'd look at you know I turn on the tv and you see so many reality tv shows where people are dating but they're just like making out on the first date and like in jacuzzis but like with four or five people and i was like oh my god is that how people date like i'm such a weirdo i don't know how people date like i don't i don't really go to bars because i don't drink am i supposed to go like hey sir you seem to be cool wanna play board games and and get to know (laughs) each other over i don't know food i don't know and i guess i was just like it was on my, my own like uh, just me worrying about love and if I would find someone. And from there, I think I would open up to people and tell them my side, or people would just open up to me for no reason. And I would hear stories like, my roommate went to New York for four days, fell in love, and I was like, yeah, right, four days. And the next month, she moves to the Virgin Islands with him, and he's been living with him for over three years. So I was like, love is crazy. I have no idea what that is. And I thought, you know, there's so many movies about love that are fictional, but what more if we actually captured, like, a true love story and, and made a documentary about that? And I came to Nick with that, and um, I'm throwing the ball to you. Nick, did you Catch. even believe Charlene when she presented this thesis that uh, she didn't believe in love? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I gave her a million questions, and she had an answer for every one. 
What, and with, what were with the Charlene, big ones? What, what comes up when someone tells you that? Um, man, that is so long ago. I just know, I mean, you know, it, it's touched on in the movie that Charlene is kind of a little stubborn. Hey! I think, <laughs> and so I think, I think really from, from my perspective, I was like, well, she's young. She, she'll figure out she's wrong someday. Like, but I did, uh, I mean, I did believe her and I, and I did think that she honestly felt that that's, you know, that's what she believed in, that she wasn't just saying it uh, to get, like, any sort of reaction or anything like that. I definitely that. felt certain. I think I've changed uh, quite a bit after the documentary, but we're just doing the genesis of it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think you can really do what we did and not be affected in some little way. Like, we met so many interesting people that we would probably never have the opportunity to talk to otherwise. And it was pretty inspiring. Nick, when she presented uh, this idea to you, in knowing her and, and possibly knowing her to be a bit on the obstinate side, what challenges did that present to you as a as a filmmaker? Well, originally she um, she was looking for a co-director to just basically make you know a traditional documentary about about love and just interview people, collect their stories, collect their views, and then. Um, once we started working on it, that's when things started to sort of take shape. And we, you know, knowing, uh, of Charlene as, as a performer and, uh, someone who I thought was pretty talented and unique, I figured she should, she should be on camera. And then also with that sort of uh, approach that she had to the subject, that was kind of important. And so from there, then, you know, that's where things really started to come together. And we realized, you know, we would need some sort of arc, some sort of, uh, story to tell. And the obvious thing would be for her to experience love on camera as part of the documentary. But we, you know, we couldn't guarantee that would happen. Also, I, I don't think I'd ever feel comfortable with, like, one, it's hard enough to date, but what more, like, on camera? Like, that's scary. That's horrible. I would never sign up for that in real life. Well, tell me about what the film is. What What was the form that you finally settled on? Well, we, re you know, we knew from the beginning that there was going to be real documentary elements, and we didn't want there to be any sort of noticeable difference between like the documentary stuff and the, and the, the sort of fictional storyline we were going to create. So uh, we decided to shoot it all in the same manner and in the same style. And so everything would be presented as if it was all shot from the perspective of the same camera, from this documentary crew that was following Charlene around as she made the film. Here's Charlene talking to kids on a Georgia playground about love. Do you want to get married? No. Why not? It's gross. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to get married? Say yes. No. no. Say yes. To me? No. What's the perfect date? You need to take somebody to Applebee's and get them hot wings. You're in a movie, but before that, you'll watch the sunset on the beach. And the restaurant that you will go to is a French Riviera restaurant that only sells seafood. That's a good date. Charlene, why was it important to you to have these real elements? Why was it important to you to, to talk to people about what love meant to them? I don't know. I, I think to keep the real elements in the film, I don't know, I, I guess it felt like there was more weight to it and in hopes that when people went into the film blind, not knowing what was real and what wasn't, that maybe they would care more about the store and feel more involved and feel something else emotionally than that they wouldn't have felt if it was just all fiction. Tell me a little bit about what challenges you ran into in setting up this um, hybrid sort of film. The main challenges a lot of the times were um, figuring out like 
how a crew would actually capture certain things. And so we definitely, you know, we had to get creative from time to time. Like, you know, how, how would a crew capture, uh, the Charlene character and the Michael character's first interaction? And it's like, okay, well, Charlene will go to a party, uh, where all of her friends are hanging out to talk to them. And then it'll just naturally happen on camera. Um, I, th- I guess the, the big, the big thing that we decided on was that we wouldn't have a script so that all the performances and, and the dialogue would feel as sort of, you know, natural and in the moment as the true documentary stuff. So, you know, we would get together, we had an outline, like a five page outline, and some scenes were extremely detailed, others had like one line. It was like, Charlene and Michael go on first date. Yeah. And so we would show up to shoot that scene and then we would sit down uh, beforehand and kind of, you know, talk about what information would be important and, and what would feel real and, and natural and kind of come up with a list of beats and then let the actors improvise their way around those beats so that it it still felt fresh and, and real. What if you moved a little bit more that way so everything she says you get the drafts in the background too? Yes. You think that would work? Hey, sorry, I'm going to go. I'm going to take off. Oh, you're taking off? Yeah, yeah. Bye, guys. Thanks for coming by, Mike. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye, bye, guys. Um, I'll call you tomorrow about the weekend. Okay. What's going on this weekend? Uh, we're gonna go eat and watch a movie. You and Mike are gonna go eat and watch a movie? Yeah. Just the two of you? Yeah. For real? What? That's awesome. You guys are going on a date. No, it's not a date. We're just gonna hang out and eat. You guys are gonna go eat the two of you and go see a movie just the two of you, and that's not a date. No, we eat and watch movies all the time. That's different. Jay, a guy and a girl decide to go out and get dinner and see a movie. What would you call that? Uh, that would be a date, sir. That would be a date. Let's try to get that date out of your head and just shoot this scene. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about um, casting a film uh, that is semi-fictional, semi-documentary, that featured, you know, a casting director going to places and finding real people to really be interviewed and and things like that. But there's a, a, a question that I feel like I need to ask first, which is, Charlene, you're in this movie playing yourself. Um, how was Charlene on camera different from, how is Charlene, the character, different from or, or similar to Charlene in real life? I think uh, when I'm interviewing people, I'm really being myself because I want them to trust me and not think it's like a Borat type of movie. And um, the narrative part, um, I think Charlene doesn't really say how she feels all the time. I think I talk so much about how I feel, like constantly <laughs> blabbing, like, oh, my emotions. Um, in real life or in the movie? In real life. <laughs> and in the movie, like, you know, she's kind of quiet, like, during, uh, I don't want to ruin the movie, during certain parts. I think she, yeah, withholds information from the cameras a little bit. Yeah, and, and she also, um, I think her actions define how she feels more so than her actual words or lack of words. Um, we definitely, I think it's a slightly like toned down version of Charlene in the film oh, yeah. just because, you know, we, we wanted it to feel very realistic. We didn't want to like go for the joke. It, it's so weird too that like when I was being myself, like it, it wasn't real enough, even though I was being real <laughs> and it's so weird, like, Oh, but your character, you don't look real. But I'm like, but I am, I'm actually, this is how I talk. Like my hands flail about, I'm sorry. And so like, he's like, Oh, you know. Why are you kind of singing that part of your what you're saying to? I think we just had to like we we made things a little more subtle for you and like yeah. tone things down. And I mean, obviously too, like even though the characters are are you know they have the same names and stuff, they still 
have to say and do certain things to help move the story forward that maybe they wouldn't necessarily do in real life. Yeah, I would never sign up to do real uh, documentation yeah. of my love. <laughs> <laughs> Was it strange to see yourself through the lens of this uh, semi-fictional story? Was it weird to like just look, just the simple like looking at yourself doing stuff? Yeah, it was very strange and slightly disgusting <laughs> to well, watch myself. And she was in the the editing room the entire time, which was like almost like a six month process, like six days a week. So we were there every day. So she, I mean, I don't I don't know how she did it because I I would have hated myself like if oh, I had I to hate watch myself, myself every day. <laughs> I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that I don't hate myself. It's so hard. Like I'm in the film for two seconds and I cringe every I, time I see it. I feel like this sounds awful, but my voice sounds like a deaf person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I realize so many things. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm insecure about it. I'm just more aware of it, it which is f- fine. I think. I think too. Like it's tough because you know a lot of what she was watching was the like you know. The interviews in the film are like two minutes long, but we shot them each for like an hour and a half. And so it's, you know, she was already nervous having to be on camera and having to talk to people she didn't know and and ask them very personal questions. And uh, it's not, you know, it wasn't an easy position to be in. Like, I didn't envy her job at all. Yeah, I was I was really bad. I think I could withstand a conversation for so long, but like just talking to people in general is hard for me. So I'd ask all the questions and there'd be points where I just blank out and just go, uh, yeah, <laughs> we cut those together for the DVD. Yeah, I think uh, Jake said that he was listening in one time, and I wasn't aware of it, I think, because I was so in my head that he said that when I blanked out, I was going, think fast, think fast, think fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm a cartoon character. Oh, wow. It's the sound of Young America. My guests are Charlene Yee and Nick Jasinovic, the star and director, respectively, of the part documentary, part narrative film, Paper Heart. It follows Charlene in her quest to figure out the meaning of love and maybe get a little bit for herself. Here's Charlene talking to Seth Rogen in the film. I've never been in love, ever, so I'm not sure if I'm capable of it. Well, why do you think that you would be with someone who wasn't capable of it? You're a very loving person. (laughs) That's what you think. You're dedicated to creative things. There's passion inside you. Your love glass is half full. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nick, I want to ask you about uh, sneaking out of this whole thing by uh, casting an actor to play you in the film. Why did you make that choice? Um, really, like we were working so hard to create a reality for the the fictional scenes that um, I'm I'm not very good on camera. I'm not a I'm very not a good, ugly. <laughs> you know, and also terrible to look at. I was kidding. Uh, He's very handsome. Ladies. Yeah, I went to Austin. He's single and, too. And they told me that you said I was horribly disfigured in an accident or something. Oh no, Jake said that. <laughs> okay, and I agreed. Asked me about it. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, but yeah, really, it just comes down to the fact that I'm not a good actor, and and I probably would have compromised like the reality of those moments if uh, if I was in them. So, how do you cast someone to play you? Um, he's a friend. He's, he's <laughs> on the top of our coolest. Yeah, we you know we went around all the different modeling agencies and just asked for their their number. We were looking through GQ and we're like, who's that hot babe? And uh, it was Jake Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. I can understand because it's tough to find somebody who has both the the dramatic chops, the comedic timing, and the cut look, the kind of cut <laughs> that you've got. Amazingly, yeah, we we cut out the scene of him with his shirt off in the pool. I bet you Jake is 
blushing right now. Yeah, his he's whole definitely body, streaming this right now. How do you body. how do you direct someone who's playing you? How close do you want it to be to, really to what you are? How or or do you want to just distance it as far as you can from what you are? Well, we kind of that was the character we had the most fun with, and and it ultimately didn't work in the film. But like we definitely. Um, we kind of treated him as sort of that like cliche like indie director where he was really forcing himself in, to be on camera a lot and uh you know kind of in over his head and a little bit pretentious and um ultimately those scenes just didn't fit tonally so we never used them and uh the thing that worked the best was sort of this like this buddy relationship between him and Charlene and we realized you know at first i think we were really thinking Charlene would do a lot of talking to the camera like a, like a traditional you know Michael Moore type documentarian and it felt so awkward and uncomfortable so so having jake there you know his role really became to sort of be on screen so that we could get information across from charlene yeah it's crazy how essentially became i think originally he was hoping to just fly into the city whenever we were shooting but he was there the entire time like during the documentary stuff um, I think we're so lucky that he agreed to do it. Otherwise, our movie would be crap. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, crap. I think um, like with everyone, like with Jake and Michael, they brought so much to the you know to their character. And I think in paper, it's like oh, you know, there's a basic uh, structure of a romantic type of thing. And and when they brought they brought so much, and especially with Jake, there were so many diff- different variations of the character that in editing we got to create who he was. Here's a scene with Charlene and Jake Johnson, who plays director Nick Jasinovic in the film. Hey, Charlene, will you tell the camera what you told me last night on the phone? What did I, what did I tell you last night? Uh, when we were on the phone talking about the shoot, and then you said... I don't know, remind me. You don't remember what we were talking about last night? No, remind me. We were talking about the shoot, and we were both getting excited, and then Charlene says... You know, Nick, I'm starting to really like Michael. Did I say that? You did. I didn't say it. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, like a boyfriend? And she goes, yeah. And so we've made an agreement that we're going to have to start filming everything so we don't miss that because their relationship is definitely part of the movie now. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Michael Sarah, who plays uh, the man who teaches you what love is (laughs) (laughs) in the film. Um, He has such a distinctive uh, tone. Um, was that the reason you went to him or was it just because, um, you, you happened to be friends with a major movie <laughs> yeah. star? It's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, a little bit of both. We obviously, almost everyone who worked on the film, we were all friends. And so, you know, when you're, when you're making a film this small and with this little money and I mean, everyone has to sacrifice. And so it helps if you have that relationship, that pre-existing relationship so that you're kind of in the trenches together. So that was a big thing. Um, the other thing was that, just sort of, yeah, his, uh, his style in terms of acting, like he has a very subtle, natural style and it, and it would be perfect for what we were trying to accomplish. And he also really enjoys sort of playing with like audience expectations and perceptions of who he is in real life. So, uh, we, we figured he would be a good fit and, um, you know, luckily he responded to it right away because, uh, I don't know. You know, we had a list of other people, but we were we were like, I don't know if it'd be the same. We also got rejected for Martin Lawrence, so <laughs> yeah, that was a big bummer. He's a tough get. He's a he tough is. get. He's busy making action blockbusters. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Here's a clip from the film featuring Yi and Sarah. What are you guys filming? A documentary. What is it about? It's about me. Um, and, um, Your life? 
No, it's about I don't believe in love. Cool, awesome. Are you interviewing people tonight for it, or what are you filming tonight? Some people. Oh, nice. Gonna be interviewed, bud? No. <laughs> Will this be in the movie? The scene? Probably not. Yeah. How long have you played guitar for? I didn't know I play guitar. You don't play? I do. I thought you did. Well, how have you been, man? Good. I'm glad you're here. It's good yeah, to see you. Yeah, it's really good seeing you. Yeah, I haven't seen you in, since probably when we were playing Frisbee. <laughs> I don't think I've played since we played. Yeah, this is cool. How do you guys know each other? I not, I saw her do a show about probably a year ago, and we just started hanging started out. Started talking? She's cool, cool man. How do you know each other? Uh, I don't, I've never, I've only met her just now, tonight, oh, yeah. What was it like for you to um, represent these sort of touchstone moments in a romantic relationship with someone you knew in a real-life context? I think it was no different from uh, working with Jake. I, I'd worked with Jake before, and I think those are the only two actors in there. Well, there is, there is the difference that with Jake you were working, you had a buddy relationship on screen, and working with Mike Sarah, you were pretending to fall in love, something that you have uh, claimed not to believe in. <laughs> and then definitely like in the outline, we, you know, we, we assume that the Charlene and Michael characters would sort of as much as possible avoid being too like uh, romantic in front of the cameras because they wouldn't want to share that part of themselves. And so there's not a whole lot in the movie, which is, is probably was probably nice for them as performers, too, to not have to do stuff like that too much. Yeah, and, and also I think it was it was kind of weird, like, having to act romantic with him because I knew him. Because me and Martin from uh, Knocked Up, Martin Starr, we actually had to do a kissing scene that got cut out, and that was before we became friends. And now we're, like, brother and sister, and we were talking about, like, Ew, remember when we kissed? And we were like, oh, crap, like, that would have been horrible if we knew each other, you know? Like, <laughs> like I know what you smell like. <laughs> you know, I've spent 24 hours with you, or if not more. And so, I mean, it wasn't, it was, there's a part of, like, being comfortable with someone because you can do risks and try things, especially with improv when you know someone. But I think also it is a bit awkward. But thank God, like, we didn't have to act natural in front of the cameras because it is, like, these two people trying to trying to have a relationship. But obviously it's not intimate because these uh, cameras are involved. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. This September, MaximumFun.org is headed east. You can check out The Sound of Young America Live, our live stage show, in Philadelphia September 16th as part of the Philly Fringe. It's a live Sound of Young America program played out before your very eyes with music, comedy, and interviews. Our guests on the Philadelphia show include the Spinto Band, comics artist Charles Burns, the director of the Mutter Museum, and more. Then the next night we'll be offering the freewheeling comedy of the Monsters of Podcasting, that's You Look Nice Today and our own Jordan Jesse Go. On the 18th, we'll be headed to New York for a live show at the Jerome L. Green Performance Space at WNYC. My guests include Scott Adsit from the NBC Comedy 30 Rock, musicians Nellie Mackay and Andrew W.K., and much more. Saturday, September 19th, the Monsters of Podcasting hit the UCB Theater in New York. For more information and tickets, visit MaximumFun.org. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests are Charlene Yee and Nick Jasinovic. 
the star and director, respectively, of the semi-fictional film Paper Heart. You start out the movie with you looking into the nature of love, interviewing uh, biologists and, and neuroscientists and um, and things like that. But there there are also a lot of really wonderful uh, first person perspectives on love that you get in the film. Tell me a little bit about how you found people to talk to about uh, something so elemental. When we first started putting the the film together, we made like a list of of types of people we wanted to interview. And uh, we hired a casting director pretty early in the process who had uh, who had done some some casting for documentary projects in the past, and so she she kind of had a, a pretty good game plan. She took our list and and we had uh, you know a four week shooting schedule already mapped out in terms of where we were going to be and when, and so she did some preliminary work in L.A. and then uh, she also went out ahead of us by by two weeks. And would go to all the same cities and would just sort of sit down in a diner or a coffee shop and start talking to people. And that would, you know, lead her to this person or that person. And um, she would video do these sort of pre-interview videotaped uh, segments with them and send them to us. And we would get them in our email every night and, and select our uh, subjects from there. Oh, there's this one scary uh, video <laughs> that we got. No, two, actually. One of them, we're looking for a psychic. And... Um, she, the psychic, you know, it was like in, in her home or something. She's like, "Hey, you should, you should, you should turn off." Well, she camera. was reading our casting director. Oh yeah, she, she was, was reading reading her fortune. I forgot to explain that. <laughs> and 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 she's like, "Why?" She's like, "I have to tell you about your future, you know." And then like, she turned it off, and I was like, "What the hell happened?" And then we want to also interview polygamists. And then you got your, your casting director's bloody stump of a leg in the UPS. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I have yet to ask Poor her what Lee. happened with that. I want to ask Rest her. Rest in peace. I hope Lee. she's okay. Yeah. Is she dead? Oh, God. No, she just lost a leg. Oh, yeah. her she's, leg is dead? Yeah. She's fine. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, but she, one, slower, but yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, but the other one was uh, we, we wanted to interview a polygamist, and so she goes to... She, yeah, she went to this community in Utah. Yeah, and um, and there's just like shaky footage of like, like little like girls digging holes. And they in the were they were dressed like, like pilgrims. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then uh, and then there was a pickup truck, and there was a guy, and she goes, "Oh God, that guy has a shotgun. Let's go." <laughs> and so that was like the end of the tape. I don't even know why she sent us that video. Probably just to say like, "Don't go." Yeah, she just wanted to prove she was earning a paycheck. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she didn't just take a dead day detour and go to Vegas and yeah. gamble or something. So if you get a dozen videos from her in your email inbox, how do you? pick from them what what are you looking for um you know everything was every every person was different every every um interview we were looking for different things um sometimes it was just like you know who had who had a nice natural personality on camera like the woman who talks about the levi's and the harley like she was we originally wanted um to look for novelists and she was in consideration for just like a perspective about being a novelist but her love story was so interesting we're like oh let's just do that yeah we knew that that would be a fun one to recreate with the uh, the puppets and so uh, that's why we chose her for example um but yeah i don't know we were always looking for different things and it was pretty clear i, I don't think charlene and i ever disagreed on on a choice like um and not to say that the other ones weren't you know good or, or interesting in their own way but it, it just was pretty obvious 
Yeah. And then some of the interviews weren't casted from from that uh from from Eileen. I called her that. <laughs> um some of them were just like spontaneous like the bikers. We ended up staying at a hotel across the street from a biker bar and um we went over there one night. I was wearing a hat much like that one. Which yeah. is the worst choice ever. Um you pointed at like a straw, straw fedora. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Yeah, we just kinda went in and it you really some, felt you had some good humor bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it really it did it felt like Pee Wee's big adventure. Yeah, there was like, a guy with an eye patch. And like we walked in and all the women um there was like a karaoke thing and there was a, a lyric in a song about breasts and so we walked in and all the women lifted up their shirts like right when we walked in oh my god what have we gotten into what have we gotten into and how do we stay here (laughs) yeah how late are bars open in oklahoma city hope forever were you scared did you just know that if things went wrong you could always do your signature dance (laughs) (laughs) oh no we were i was terrified that nick ordered a beer and then he was like and they're like what about for her and he was like oh she doesn't drink a shirley temple and she and uh the, the I didn't know what it was. Yeah, she looked disgusted. Like what? And, and uh, the only the only way we really got bailed out is that someone recognized Charlene from Knocked Up and, and our charming personalities. I'm sure that helped, <laughs> but definitely the the sort of um, you know the the fact that you were in a movie they were all fans of. Um, once they realized that, suddenly we were the most popular people there, and then you know we we made friends with a few of them and decided to come back the next day to to interview. Jester. <laughs> the live is 30 minutes in the back of the Harley. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner is here. Christmas dinner is here. And that's true love right there. That's, that's what other. love is here. Sometimes we can't stand each other, but we love each other. We fight and cuss one another, and, but we all love one another. Are you ready to go for that motorcycle ride? Really? Let's go. So, Charlene, hearing all of these stories, uh, I mean, I found myself affected by these first-person stories watching in the theater, and I, you know, I believe in love. Like, I'm married. I got a picture of my wife on the wall. (laughs) Um, uh, Photoshopped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I wonder, hearing all these stories first-person, how do you think over the course of making the film your perspective changed, if it did at all? Um, it, it definitely did. I think, um, talking to them, it, it was, uh, I'm so cheesy. It was like staring at love in the face. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, because, you know, when, when someone tells you a story, you, well, at least for me, when I was talking face to face, I got emotionally involved and I would get like chills and be like, afterwards, each time we'd all look at each other, like everyone in the cast and crew were like, wow, like that was, that was great. Like, I can't believe that happened and i can't believe they were so open about it yeah i think you know everything they said was uh just made me more hopeful well uh nick charlene thank you so much for taking the time to be on the san diego america thank you very much nick jasinovic and charlene yi are the director and star of the new film paper heart it opens in limited release on august 7th That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our editor is Nick White. Music provided by Dan Wally. 
You can email me at jesse at MaximumFun.org. And if you would like to uh, subscribe to any of our awesome podcasts or check out our forum or our regularly updated blog, you can visit us on the web at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America.